Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another show. Um, appreciate you stopping by. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, gotta do this disclaimer. All statements, opinions, they're our own. Do not reflect an employer or anybody else. Um... Now that we got all that out of the way, I want to thank Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Plaza, or in Arnold Station, um, across from the CVS, um, behind the old TD Bank. That I don't know if they're ever going to do anything with that building. I don't know. I, I think they said Chick Fil A was going to go in next to the Sunoco, like further down, not but there, right, right next to the Sunoco though. Like you're talking maybe 300 yards. Why not just buy out the TD Bank building? It's already got a drive-thru. I don't know. It's probably going to turn, turn into some restaurant that they're going to call the vault because it has a vault in it. be sweet, though. Imagine if they did, like, they put, like, a nice, like, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, a German pub, but, like, put a pub in there. I wonder, yeah. I, I don't know how well, well it would do, but. But, see, it's not like an old classy bank building. It's like no. one from the 80s. Yeah. Or 90s. It's ugly. Right. See, I remember when the CVS used to be a furniture store. I do, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, like 10 years ago. They tore it down and rebuilt that CVS, yes. didn't they? Yeah. And they built that CVS in about four days. <laughs> they had that uh, They had that cheap Asian labor come in. Yeah, well, they, they, they come in with, I mean, like a lot of those fast food restaurants, they're like prefab. They know how to, do, they just put them together like big Legos. Yeah. So. That, uh. I mean, in Bowie, the Chick-fil-A that's right near the Baysox Stadium yeah. So where it sits used to be its parking lot. They tore the and where the parking lot is used to be the Chick Fil A. They tore it down, essentially, moved it over a hundred feet, and then built a parking lot again. It, it was crazy, and it was I swear it was out. Of, it was closed down for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> so we should probably talk baseball a little bit later. This is gonna be a hodgepodge of an episode. Yeah, because neither uh, one of us really know know what to talk about. There's not a whole lot going yeah. on. We got a couple of updates on some stuff. Um, might even do a weight loss update because I I got something for you. Like, I I don't understand any of this. Me I, don't, I don't understand how this is working, how it's not working, that it works again, that it doesn't work. Don't I, so I just want to I want to run it through you. What's going on with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we might as well just give a full blown update to this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do that a little bit later. Was also thinking maybe talk about. Baseball, since you mentioned the Bay Sox a little bit, because we are coming up on opening day. And World Baseball Classic. Just, uh, <laughs> and I didn't watch the game, but I, Shohei I, pitched one hell of a... I watched a couple of them. They were they were exciting. And the TV ratings on that... like It was funny. If, if you watched ESPN or like Skip Bayless or whoever on Fox Sports, you would, you would think nobody's watching this and that it should just go away. It's never going away, and I'll, I'm going to give you the TV ratings as to why. Um, and I watched a couple of the games. Like, I, I would say 10 years ago, 12 years ago, sure, you could have said this and killed it off, but someone had the foresight not to. Now it's got more of an Olympic vibe for baseball fans, and mm-hmm. people are watching, like, a lot. Yeah. Because it's... It, you're not, it, people just, we think of everything, well, not we, but 
the American sports media thinks about everything through American eyes. They don't think about it globally. No. Uh, and let's face facts. We're only 350 million people on this earth. There's a heck of a lot more people outside of these borders. Yeah. And they happen to watch sports too. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. Um, I'm going to give some UConn updates because things happen. I don't even remember where I left off in the last one, but I'll kind of run through it again. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of go through where we are with some of the updates that I was going to do. What I decided not to do, because some of this came in, the pricing got a little expensive uh, for what I want to do. So much so that I, 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 the day I got it, I texted you. I was like, this is what they want. I'm like, you've yeah. got to be kidding me for this. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into that, too. Um, so weight loss updates, a little bit of baseball. Uh, the UConn, uh, we have a new bourbon tonight. And maybe, maybe not Lamar's contract. If we don't hit it now, we'll hit it next week. Yeah. Because um, that just took a weird turn. He's literally being represented by Florida Man. <laughs> have you have you heard about that? No. Yeah. Like, he was being represented by his mom at one point. Well, apparently that, that took a turn. And now he's being represented by Florida Man unofficially, which the NFL told people not to do business with. <laughs> because he's not an official agent. Is he even an attorney? I d- apparently, he's uh, trying to be a fitness guru selling fitness equipment direct to the customer. Yeah, it, it, this it, this story it, this is it, getting good. Like as it goes on, like as you find out more about the this guy, you're just you're. I don't know. As an older, younger person, like not that we're younger, but as middle aged men from the suburbs, you. I'm reading this going, oh, no, Lamar. No. My question is, you know what? Let's just talk about Lamar now. Okay, let's go ahead. So, first of all, aren't any of his teammates in his ear like, bro? Like, say you and I played for the Ravens, Mm -hmm. okay? And, you know, we're both probably going to be, you know, tailbacks or receivers because, you know, we have that body type. Got speed. <laughs> Got a lot of speed in, the, in his body so, somewhere. Yeah, they they measure my 40 with a calendar. So um, if you were doing this, and say, I, say I'm say i like another, you know, superstar player, or maybe yeah. one that just left the team. Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. Okay, big and I'm contracts. Like, Dude, what are you doing? You need an agent. These guys are, you're going in there. Would you let your friend go to court? on a serious criminal charge and represent himself, what happens to that guy? Right. They go to jail. They lose. Mm-hmm. Very rarely does someone go to court and represent themselves <laughs> and like, damn, that guy did a great job. Right. We're <laughs> <laughs> really well educated. Yeah. Much better than a lawyer. <laughs> so, or if you were buying a house, like, and it's a complicated deal, you're going to want to have some sort of representation, right? Yeah. But, and everyone would be like, dude, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Know, Isn't anyone telling him this? You know the counter argument, though. Well, Roquan did it. Yeah, La- Laramie Tunsil did it, and he got one of the highest offensive tackle paydays. And yeah. Roquan got the highest middle linebacker payday in the league. So why not have a quarterback do it? And here's why: Deshaun Watson got two hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed after not playing a down the year before, and also having some very strong allegations that 
publicly look horrible. Yeah, he's getting handies from all the, not even the training staff, like masseuses. Yeah, random masseuses on Facebook, just just getting them from everywhere. Like, like he's buying off a of Facebook marketplace. Yeah, right. Just that's why he has an account. He wants to go get. He's some not looking at old Yukons. No, <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I have literally bought my Yukon off of Facebook Marketplace. Uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, he got two hundred. If I'm Lamar, I'm also thinking, well, if he can get two hundred and forty million guaranteed up front day one, why can't I? I'm I a, haven't done any of the shit that that guy yeah, did. I have done none of the off field garbage. I played some last year. At least. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I might have missed some games, but I didn't miss an entire season. Right. Because of my off-field stuff. Antics. Because it was such a huge PR hit, the team told me to go home. Yeah. Of course you're going to think you can negotiate that. He probably walked in and be like, look, man, that guy, he sucks. Uh, as a, He sucks as a person. I'm a good person and I'm a good quarterback, so why don't we just make this easy? Give me $245 million guaranteed. We can make, we can wrap this up. And, and Eric Dukas is like, no. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he was, at that point, it, it, then it's like, you know that A team, like when they when they kind of like pantomime over. This is when he knew he was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. Lamar said, yeah. "Like, oh man, this might not be great." <laughs> but then he still didn't hire an agent. Like, the reason why Deshaun got that contract is because he had an agent playing multiple teams off of each other. Yeah. Cleveland had to pay, make that contract because he was going to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. They're the Browns. Yeah. I mean, the that could be the worst franchise in the NFL, which was why they left Cleveland in the first place to become the Baltimore Ravens. And when they came back as the Cleveland Browns, they were even worse than that. Yeah. Like, And then, I mean, and they're even, I mean, they're, they're there with the Redskins. I mean, at least the Redskins won in the eighties. Yeah, the, when did the when, have the Browns won anything? Nothing. They had they they won when they got Jim Brown. They had Jim Brown. Didn't win anything. It's it's almost as comical as the Detroit Lions. Like everyone thinks the Lions are this horrible franchise, and, and don't get me wrong, they they haven't won anything either. Yeah, but Cleveland hasn't won. Anything, and they've been really bad for a really, really long time. Yeah. Even with good players. <clears throat> so, if Jimmy Haslam, who owns the Browns, wanted to get a franchise-level quarterback, he had to go get the biggest PR mess in the league and overpay it. Right. But he had done that before when they drafted Johnny Football in the first round. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> like, right? You did what? Now, there... <laughs> I think people that know football know there's such a big difference. Anyone who saw Johnny Football playing in college was like, yeah, that's not that's not an NFL quarterback. Like, right. it's not happening. Right. Now, the average dope that looks at football on, you know, oh, I watch it on Saturday and Sunday, is like, oh, he's going to be good. Look at him run around like that little feller. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, anyone who kind of seriously is into the game is like, that's just, no. Like, he, he was 5'6 with small hands. Yeah. You're not what he's not fast per NFL standards. Right. He was fast for Big Twelve standards, maybe. Yeah. Who only he only had to play Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. And by the way, yes, Texas A and M was in the Big Twelve 
before they went to the SEC. He was not the SEC Big 12. No. He, was, he was not in – or, or Texas A&M. He went, he went in that one. He was in the Big 12 one where he had three, two to three tough games a year maybe. And then he was playing like – I don't I, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't even know who was in the Big 12. Like, what, it wasn't Oklahoma. I don't even – I can't even tell you another team in the Big 12 other than Oklahoma, Texas. I guess Oklahoma State. Yeah. But you played Kansas. Right, Kansas State, which basketball was, schools, right? It, it, <laughs> that's what the Big Twelve is. Big yeah. Twelve is 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 basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the guy was a P. The guy made his money off of PR. That's how he got drafted so high. Yeah. And you know, it, the Browns are going to Brown. I'm sorry, that, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Right? But Jimmy Haslam's like, nope. I bought this team. I paid a lot of money for it. I'm bringing in a franchise quarterback. And he had to overpay because yeah. Deshaun I, Watson was not going there. And I still don't get – it's just this ownership, fan base obsession with the elite. They all want the superstar, future Hall of Fame quarterback, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Drew Brees. They want, But you know what? You don't necessarily need that guy to win. And you can win without that guy. Now, the Ravens did it dumb, too. Like, they won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and then came out and gave him a stupid contract. They had to, though. Yeah. Because Flacco was right off the heels of Kyle Bowler, mm-hmm. right? And everyone in Baltimore knows what a mess that was. You can't go through that again. So, you got a quarterback. He bet on himself. He didn't sign He didn't sign the extension before his last year was up. Bet on himself. Won a, won a uh, Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. If they didn't pay him that stupid money, somebody else was, and then yeah. we're back to Kyle Bowler days. Yeah. And they still had a lot of young talent on that team. So they were trying to keep it rolling, and then Joe forgot how to play quarterback yeah. and decided to throw pickles all the time. <laughs> so it, 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 Joe got his money, got comfortable. Yeah. Right? Okay, happens, whatever. But from the Ravens' perspective, it, it y- you had to pay him. You could not pay him. Yeah. I, I would say, I mean, what are there, 32 NFL teams or 30? I forgot the number. 32. There's not 32 starting NFL quarterbacks laying around. You, you maybe get 17 to 20. So that means 12 teams are searching. They're, they're either rookies that are coming in and needs time to grow, or you got a journeyman. I mean, look at look at you know, the commanders. Yeah. The, the WTFs. You got Carson Wentz, who failed at two other teams, mm-hmm. moved on to Taylor Heineke. You know, kudos to that dude. He got the most out of his talent, but he's yeah. not a, he's not a star quarterback. He doesn't have the arm for it. Barely even a starter. He, even the games he was winning, it wasn't because of them. Yeah. It was because of the defense. Defense, and then they were playing. And the thing is, not you know, as not a Commanders fan, but I liked watching them play, especially when they got that hot streak where they're like, "Hey, what's this team doing?" And they were playing old school, run it up your gut, smash mouth football, and I loved it. They had a, they were putting together like eleven minute drives where they didn't throw the ball one time, and they'd score a touchdown. Them. Like that's old school stuff. Of course, the fans don't because it's not exciting passing with stupid uh, nonsense. And, and but it was just it was cool to watch. They just controlled the clock. They all the quarterback had to do was hand it off to the running back. That's all he had to do. Yep. Like there was no call the call the play and go in there and snap the ball. Uh, I enjoyed it. But it's not exciting for the average, just casual football person. No. And 
So, I mean, the main point of this is that Lamar should have gotten an agent, paid him the 3% or whatever it was. Like, just eat, you got to eat the cost. You're going to be, especially if, especially if he, if he could have gotten you the 245 million guaranteed versus what's being reported. So the reported amount was 133 guaranteed for three years. Mm -hmm. If he was on the roster for the fourth year, he would the guarantee was up to 185 and the penalty for them to cut him was like a stupid cap hit number mm-hmm. like 70 mil cap hit number yeah so that means they were never going to cut him so in my mind the 185 was actually guaranteed then someone decided he it was guaranteed but he'd have to wait for the second pot of money yeah but there was no way they were going to cut him because the cap hit they'd have to take was stupid mm-hmm. all right the next amount where they was like two two ten two twenty, for they called it a springing guarantee, but there was no shot he was going to be on the con- he was going to be on the team by then. Yeah. So that two two hundred plus number was not a number, and so they were trying to get him to one eighty five guaranteed, which was more than Russell Wilson, more than Kyle, Kyler Murray. It was more than everyone but Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and th- and th- that's the thing. Like, uh, like Lamar Jackson's looking at. Deshaun Watson, that's what I should get. But you're looking at a at a PR disaster quarterback playing for a freaking hot mess dumpster fire of a team that has been a dumpster fire for years. And that's what you think you're going to get? Like, hey, you just weren't that guy that got lucky to end up with those stupid people at the right time. Right. You know? And so, are there any other teams that are expressing interest in him? Now, he might know that if he had an agent. Right, they I could the, bounce I that Colts. around. I heard the Colts are interested, mm-hmm. but, but are they interested in Deshaun Watson money? Don't know. Yeah. Right now, I think what they're doing—if they call to, to even ask them, they're gonna—they're gonna ask what the floor is. Yeah, no way. Or or they're gonna use the leaked information if it's if it's accurate. If it's not accurate, the floor is not the floor anymore. Yeah. yeah what if the floor is now one fifty over three, which I think was what the Aaron Rodgers deal was. Mm-hmm. That it was basically fifty mil a year, but it wasn't guaranteed. So it's like I, I don't know what you do. If if I'm Lamar, I get an agent because the the Ravens are playing the PR game very well, mm-hmm. and they really haven't had to say anything because the players apparently the players association leaked the contract details, thinking that it would make fans mad at the Ravens for not offering him close to what Deshaun Watson got. Instead, it backfired. Well, I think the average fan kind of knows. Anyone who's paying half attention, they know the Browns are trash, and they know Deshaun Watson probably isn't worth that money. Um, And they know the only reason he got that money is because it was the Browns. Right. So they're like, we're a better organization than the Browns. So, like, no. And I I think it's kind of that kind of blew up in their face. Because, you know, listen to, like, the the uh, Big Bad Morning Show. No one's really calling in to say, pay that man his way. Earlier in the season, they were. But now, those calls are not as frequent as they once were. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that think, I, I thought they should have paid him the money. And if I were them, I would do an 184, 184, or what is it, 100 and, shoot. I think it's 185, whatever it was, over four years. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's like 46, 47 mil a year. Guaranteed. Give him yeah. the fourth year. 
Because no one else is going to offer him that. He can hang his hat and say he's got the highest amount of guaranteed money, actual guaranteed money, other than Deshaun Watson. Because when Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson signed their contracts, they reset the market. They pulled it back down. um, Because they signed after after, uh, uh, Deshaun did. Now, the other part about this is, is if I was Lamar, I would have tried to get gotten the uh, the exclusive franchise tag because that was, I think, instead of thirty two million, I think it was like forty or forty two. Mm-hmm. Played on that because what are you gonna do? You gonna tear your ACL? Guess what? That injury isn't a big one anymore. Yeah, someone will still sign you to yeah. a big contract. Mm-hmm. So you take the forty five mil guaranteed. You wait for Joe Burrow to sign his contract. He's going to reset the market. Yeah. The guy's been to, what, two AFC championship games the last and two a, years? Yeah, and a Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl. So one AFC championship and a Super Bowl, which I guess is two AFC championships because yeah. you got you three. have to go there. <laughs> so he's going to reset the market. Because other than the year when he got hurt the first year, he's been healthy since then. And that was an ACL, by the way. Yeah. Lamar... Hasn't finished the last two seasons. You weren't there to get your team to the playoffs. You're when you're on the field. You make the Ravens a playoff team. Yeah. The problem is, is that nobody can run that offense at eighty percent of what you ran it at. So therefore, when you're gone, the team's out of the playoffs now. Yeah. They need two of him. <laughs> yes. Like he got them to ten wins. What did they get? One more. Yeah. Just a squeak into the playoffs, and. You and no, no offense to Tyler Huntley, but we saw what that dude was. Yeah, in the last four minutes of a game with a team down, he makes horrible decisions. <laughs> like he's not even throwing to the Ravens jersey color. <laughs> and if you're not gonna, like, you if you can't find someone to run your offense at eighty percent of what your starter does, you're it's not sustainable. Right. You need two quarterbacks. I'm sorry, you do. It's easier to replace, um, what's the kid out in San Diego? Or, sorry, L.A. Justin Herbert? Yes. It's easier to replace him because of the style he plays. Mm-hmm. It's easier to replace a Russell Wilson. It's I mean, Look, look at Seattle. Yeah. Or look at Dallas. Dak Prescott was out. Right. I think they played better with the other the red-haired kid they have. Right. And, you know... Like it's easier to place. You can't. Lamar Jackson's a unique entity. It's hard to. Like, that kid in Dallas played so well. They were actually trying to start a quarterback controversy of whether he'd start when he got back. Yeah. So it's like if you have a quarterback that you can scheme around, who's a little bit more of a statue than Lamar, but your backup is at least eighty to eighty-five percent of what your starter is. Mm-hmm. If your starter gets hurt, you don't fall off a cliff like the Ravens do. Yeah. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to bash Tyler Huntley because well he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. No, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback because every other quarterback in the AFC passed. <laughs> yeah. Like no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not going to that. Right. It was Derek Carr and Tyler Huntley. Yeah. And Derek Carr got sent home for the last two games. Healthy. <laughs> nah, bro, we're good. We're gonna go with Jared Stidham over you, even though you're a four time All Pro. And, 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 like, you've been in the top five for MVP three times. Yeah. You go on home. We're going to try this guy. We're going to try Jared Stidham out because he was with me on the Patriots as a third-string quarterback, right. and I'm Josh McDaniels, and I'm stupid. <laughs> 
so you got those two as your as your AFC representatives at all pro. So don't throw that all pro garbage at me. Right. So essentially, you essentially had a backup and a free agent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I don't know if that's because the uh, the All Star uh, the NFL All Star game. It's like the idiot that yeah. drafts like RG three in your fantasy draft is a joke. <laughs> like yes. that's what they did. <laughs> I'm I'm drafting uh, Antonio Brown this year, guys. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Just give us your money now. <laughs> you just wasted a draft pick. Um, see, I, look, I, and there's no way Lamar will ever hear this, so it doesn't matter. Get get an agent, my man. Or, or play on this franchise tag. You chalk this up as an L. And next wait till Joe Burrow signs. Hope you stay healthy next year. Yeah. Because Todd Munkin is going to throw the ball more than Greg Roman did. Mm-hmm. Munkin's the new offensive coordinator for the Ravens. You're if if you're going to be able to show if you can pass the ball in this league. Because if you can, your value just went way up. Because, and I know people are going to say, well, Louisville was a 74% passer. Yeah, well, in the NFL, Different. he was missing wide open dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Downfield. Like, I'm I mean, talking about. The only reason about, he hit Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews is enormous. Yeah, you're 6'6, 290. <laughs> and then people on, like, on Twitter. It's like, like it's literally like hitting a door. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and people on Twitter are like, well, they only gave him Pat Ricard to throw to and Mark Andrews. Well, Mark Andrews is 6'6, 250, and Pat Ricard's 6'3 and probably about 385 pounds. Yeah. He's you a, can't miss them. He's a guard yeah. who plays fullback. And they, and they, <laughs> and they probably. Like they'd give him the huge sticky gloves and probably put like ten coats of stick them on it so he could catch the ball. Yeah. And then nobody wants to get in front of the guy. So right. you, like throwing the ball to Pat Ricard is a ten yard hitch every time. I mean you you could have those guys out there, you know, with a hundred eighty pound cornerback just coming at wide open throttle and yes. The quarterback is taking the worst of that impact. <laughs> right. He, you can, and most of them are going to make a business decision and not take any of that. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to dive at his ankles yeah. and let him step on him. <laughs> like, thanks, man. I'm going to yeah. like, use him like the, ste- the stepmaster thing. They use him like jazzercise. Yeah. I'm just going to step over him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, look, man, get your money while you can. Uh, look, the because the other thing they're saying now is that and this is what's getting to the fans' nerves is if he does sign this this franchise tag at 32 mil, his cap hit is 32 mil for this year. If he signs a longer-term deal, the cap hit's like 20 to 22. So you you get about 10 to 12 million back. Mm-hmm. So you can sign a receiver. Yeah. Because you can go get DeAndre Hopkins out of Arizona because he, he's, he's already said he wants out, and yeah. they're fielding trade offers. You can get him for like a third, a third-round pick third and a fifth or second and a fifth, depending on how this works out mm-hmm. and restructure his contract. He already said he'd restructure it. Yeah, he, and these guys like say, Hey dude, take less money for yourself. Let the team go out there and get some receivers. And let's like, let's, let's put your name like permanently burnt into the memory of football for life. After you win, you know, go deep in the playoffs. Cause that, and that's going to add value to you later on. Um, you know, to me, it's like, I mean, you used to see guys that would, would I think uh, Tom Brady did it, re- renegotiated his deal to give the Patriots more money to bring in some more talent. 
So, like, let's do stuff like that. Like, I, but cool. it, they just, I, I, I always wonder who was in their ear for all this stuff. Well, here's the thing. In my opinion, Lamar's thinking as a football player and not a businessman. Yeah. If you take less, so the team can get you a more people. I'm not talking about a lot less. Take about three to four million dollars less. And to us, that sounds like crazy town, right? Yeah. It's a lot of money per year. But if I can go get a top line wide receiver that'll make me look better, then I will get more endorsement deals off the field to make up that four to five, and in fact, probably get fifteen to twenty. So now I'm I'm on the plus side of that because that's what Tom Brady essentially did. That that dude was selling Gillette razors. With no facial hair, yeah, for years, mm-hmm. and yeah, Pat Mahomes is on almost every State Farm commercial with that hideous voice of his. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you can act in front of a camera. If you win, the money off the field comes in droves. Well, Peyton Manning's still selling stuff, right? Still doing nationwide commercials. Yeah, you know, if you have any type of personality. You'll make up the four to five million dollar hit you take on your NFL contract, and make it up in your endorsement deals. Yeah, and and even at say thirty two million a season, that's still generational money. Yep. Like let's and I think the average person gets frustrated with some of these athletes, and it's like that's still if someone gave me thirty two mil, I'm set. My kids are set. Their kids are set. Like we're good, right? Um, and I'm still gonna have a good time, you know. Well, so. There was a there was a quarterback that said, "He yeah, I want to start. I, I think it was Heineke, actually. I want to start. I want to go to a place where I can start. But if I'm a backup, it's still the best job on earth. Yeah, it's better than going to uh, uh, to work at, at Sam's Club every day. Well, I, I think that's where he was working in a grocery store yeah. before they called him off the trash heap. And the guys got perspective. Now, don't get me wrong. Do you want to give up all your earning potential? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying... Think of this from a different perspective. Think of this as a businessman. You're thinking yeah. of it as a football player. Because Biscotti's thinking of it as a businessman. Correct. And, and, and you know, people are like, oh, why are you siding with billionaires, man? Billionaires got less in common with you than Lamar. Trust me, none of these people got anything in common with me. Right. They, they got, their tax bracket is ridiculous compared to mine. Yeah. So I don't, I certainly don't relate to Biscotti, but I don't relate to Lamar either. Yeah. But I do relate to the team. So I want what's best for the team. It, I'm not, I mean, not that I'm like banging down the door. I'm not, I'm not that kind of fan. But I'm a fan. I want to see them win. Yeah. And if that means the quarterback gets a little bit less so we can put the money in other things, I'm all for that. So, yeah, maybe I'm more on Bashadi's side because he's on the team side. And that's kind of where I fall. It's like, hey, Lamar. Sign either sign the longer term deal and help help the team out, and still get your money. Get your hundred. I mean, think about one hundred thirty three million guaranteed day one. Yeah, for three years. Let's say they do take that enormous cap hit and cut them. They're not going to, but let's say they do. So that means you're still under thirty, still in the prime of your career, and you're now going to negotiate a contract with three years of contracts behind you. Yeah, of other people getting contracts, other people getting paid. You're going to get paid more on that one than this one. Yeah. Like, but what he's done now, now that everything leaked, he looks bad. Yeah. You're hurting your value off the field now. Mm-hmm. It, never mind the fact that he, he's trying to hawk these home gym, the, 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 oh, it was the travel gym. 
it, it like the videos on like it's just like B rate. It was literally like uh, Uncle Rico's video from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> like it looked like it was shot on a VHS tape, and it looks like he's literally he just puts a yoga mat out. Put it has like the carrying case on the turf, mm-hmm. and he pulls out something that looks like a shake weight, and is just doing ab rolls on it, <laughs> side to side with the shake weight thing. Is this the one that Florida man is? Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. He, that's who he's in business with. The so Lamar's the pitch man, and this guy is the one that made that came up with the idea, which is essentially, hey, uh, I'm gonna put like four four dumbbells <laughs> in this package with the yoga mat. I call it the travel gym. And Lamar's like, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll pitch it for you. I want 50%, but I'm going to pitch it. Yeah. Dude, you're going to get 50% of $10. Yeah. Because no one's buying that. That's a what bad is, business move. Yeah. And then you're going to, like, who's going to want to pay you to sell their stuff? Remember in um in Jerry Maguire when the wife of the the football player that was being, was that Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gooding Jr. that was the, the football player. She's like, we want the big three. Cars, sneakers, and I forget what the other one. It was like fast food or, or something was the big three for endorsements. Yeah. If you're putting your name on Florida Man's Home Gym, yeah. I think the big I don't think Mercedes Benz is gonna <laughs> no. or or <laughs> Yeah, you're not hucking anything worth money. <laughs> hey Lamar, is this what we do we see you on the, the uh eight millimeter? Video video track yeah. here. Yeah, I don't think we can get behind you. Yeah, you might pick up like some of Brett Favre's like uh, Tommy Copper. <laughs> Tommy <afterwards>. Copper. Yeah. <laughs> that what what else did he do? He did uh, did he do an Advil commercial after he was addicted to Advil? After he was addicted to freaking Oxy. <laughs> oh, was it Oxy? I thought he was. I thought he was like addicted to Advil. I get addicted to Advil. That's probably what he told everyone. But it was like <laughs> straight up pills, <laughs> right. and then sending dick pics to like the training staff. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, bro. Up, he ended up being such a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> like wow, you and went seeing, downhill real quick. I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers like, hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Green Bay Packers to the Jets. Right. All over again. And w- like, can we predict this now? With mushrooms. <laughs> and ayahuasca. He's out in the jungle getting freaking stoned right now. He went to the jungles of the Amazon. Tripping balls. Just the tri- jets. <laughs> Going on Rogan talking about how he had an amazing journey. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, dude, I, I'm all for it. I mean, I kind of I get into some of the hippy-dippy shit, hippy shit. I'm like, man, do, it, do you, but... Man, you sound a little crazy right now. Yeah. Like he goes in the Pat McAfee show, he does not sound all there. Like, <laughs> he, like he sounds a little pompous when he's doing it too. Like he's like, ooh, that's a, well, that's a bad look, man. He's he's like a smart dude. Yes, I think he went to. Did he go to Cal? He went to Cal. Yeah, yeah. like he's from California, anyway. So he probably has a lot of that. A lot of that hippie stuff's probably baked in the cake, you know. And he had to have the clean cut look and stuff for so many years that. But now he's like going through his midlife, right? He and is. he's like, you know, he had the long hair and the, he looked like Jesus with a mustache. And then now he's playing for the Jets, like just like Brett Favre did. Rather yeah. than pain pills, it's it's mm-hmm. psychedelics. Which, by the way, if you, if there was a second worst franchise to go to than the Browns, the Jets, it would be the Jets. I mean, except the Jets are kind of looking like a decent team, but they're going to fuck it up. It's just a matter of time. The Jets, dude. The Jets will jet. Just like oh, yeah. the Browns will Brown, the Vikings will Viking, and the Jets will Jet. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. And it's sad when you're when people outside of your city don't think of you as better than the Bengals, who have the nickname the Bungles. Yeah. You're not better than that. Right. Which everyone in New York's like, what do you mean, man? 
My team's awesome. Jets fans are ridiculous. They're horrible. Because every year, they, they all think the team is the best team going. And, it, you know, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. And they're so obnoxious. <laughs> and they suck every single year. You think they're having a good year? And then, ah, nope, they suck. The, 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 the real organ, football organization in New York is the Giants, and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. The Jets are like the sideshow. Um, and they're just they're just bad. They're consistently bad, and they you're just waiting for them to screw it up. Yeah, that, that's a Woody Johnson has not made a good decision with that franchise. Sorry. Just hasn't happened. I mean, your biggest accomplishment in the last 20 years is the butt fumble <laughs> with Mark Sanchez <laughs> and Rex Ryan. Why you got rid of Rex Ryan, I don't know. Yeah. Because he was the draw to get people to watch your team. He was a quintessential Jet. Like, he's, like, yes. loud, obnoxious, fat. Yes. Like, everything that he could be that would signify, like, represent Jets fans, he did. Like, he was a Jet fan. He had to have been a Jet fan. I mean, short of short of being the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, he was perfect for that job. Oh, yeah. For, for, for the Jets job. Yeah. Why, why you don't have a, a Rob or a Rex Ryan – Leading that team, like I think they got rid of him for what Adam Gaze, that guy. Yeah, and then he went to the Bills. Did he do the Bills first? I know he did. He did. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. But it, at least it would have been like at least your post game conferences would have been entertaining <laughs> for the losses, right? Because there's a lot of losses. <laughs> so there's I mean, plenty to choose from. I mean, what are they saying, Gladiator? Are you not entertained? No, right now I'm not. When Rex Ryan was here, yes, I was. Yeah. Well, now you suck and no one's watching you. Right. You are, you are now relegated to second fiddle, as always, to the New York Giants. Yep. J-E-T-S. They even play in the same building. Right. Right. Suck, suck, suck. Well, and that's I, kind of switching gears on that. I, I think the L.A. Chargers need to get out of L.A. Because they're playing on the Rams home field. Uh, so why did they go... It's like all of a sudden they all wanted to move to L.A. L.A. is yeah. not a football town. It's not. Yeah. It's a basketball town. It's a bunch of transients. There's zero personality. It's just vapid. Um, L.A. is more of a hockey city than it is a, hot fo- fo- a football town. Yeah. And San Diego, they moved. First of all, I, you know, like when the, when the municipalities and the cities are like, no, screw you, we're not building you a new stadium. Good, as a taxpayer, like, in the state of Maryland, we paid for two enormous stadiums to be built. Three if you include Camden Yards, which I love. So I'm going to leave them out of there because I like it. And I'm allowed. So I can be fickle. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has standards. Why should I? Right. But, um, like, we paid for M&T Bank. We paid for FedEx Field. So when these, when these uh, cities say, no, we're not building a new stadium, and the teams leave, Okay, but they go to L.A.? Yeah, so I think San Diego went to L.A. because of the stadium issue. Yeah. The Rams went to L.A. because Stan Kroenke owned land there, and he wanted to own – I think he owns that stadium. I don't I don't know how much money he got, but I think he kind of pulled the Jerry Jones deal, mm-hmm. where I think Jerry flipped most of that bill. I think he might have gotten some tax breaks, but I think, I think for the – I think it was like over a billion dollars to yeah. build that thing. And the thing I think is they, put up most of it. And, and, they, and but, the owners like to pitch it as, well, it's good for the economy. No, it brings low-paying seasonal jobs in. Um, you know, like, oh, the stadium employs X amount of hundreds of workers. Yeah, parking attendants and people to run food back and forth. Like, these aren't 
career, all well, the Redskins career people all work in Ashburn. Yeah, I know. But the, the other part of it is because people are going to go to games, they're going to go to the, the businesses around the stadium. There are none in Landover. Well, so, well, well for Landover. That's <laughs> the, I mean, but think about Baltimore. Like, yeah. When, when the Inner Harbor was hopping, you had the Hooters there. You had, like, uh, the, I forgot the seafood uh, joint there. There were a lot. Of, there's Pickles Pot. I mean, th- there's a lot going on around there. Yeah. And those businesses make or make Mater broke by the sports fans going downtown. Yeah. Um, and I then mean, you it's got literally the, the only reason to go down there. Right. But then you got the sidewalk vendors. I mean, look, I, I would say you probably got about another hundred businesses that depend on that. Yeah. Um, but what? Here's the weird part, though, and this is kind of what Jerry did with Jerryland was that. He owned the land for the stadium and the land around the stadium. So essentially, he's like, screw this. All these other people aren't going to profit off my team. I'm going to profit more off my team. I'm going to put the restaurants in. I'm going to put all the, the entertainment stuff around me in. Mm-hmm. The I, hotels. And yes. All the, yeah. I'm going to profit. Off. Yeah. Like he got smart. And I think that's what Stan Kroenke's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that stadium in L.A. is beautiful. Oh, yeah. That thing's cool. It, it's amazing. But... There should only be one LA team because if the Rams didn't win that Super Bowl, they might have had as many fans as the Raiders did before they left, and the Rams before they left. Yeah, because nobody wanted to see them. Yeah, like there's so many other entertainment options out in LA that pro sports isn't one of them. Yeah, college fun, USC football is big because there's USC, there's UCLA. Yeah, um, then you've got you know you have two hockey teams. Yeah, because you've got the Kings and the Ducks, uh, baseball. You've got the Dodgers and the Angels, basketball, the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. So they're all like it's essentially you've got it's the only city that has two of every major league sports yeah. team there is. Yeah, I mean L.A. doesn't really the Anaheim Angels of whatever Cal, Angels of Anaheim the Los whatever. Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Thank you. They don't draw. The Dodgers draw. Yeah. The Dodgers are L.A.'s team. Yeah. Although Brooklyn Brooklynites might disagree with you, but that's they've been in LA long enough. That's LA's team, mm-hmm. um, at least to the people there. the The Angels, they have probably two of the best generational talents in the game. Oh yeah, Trout and uh, Otani. Yeah, and they had pool holes off of off of that St. Louis years, which he ended up crap in the bed. But whatever. Um, Still didn't get people to go to the stadium. Now, it didn't help that they had all this talent and they still lost, which blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but L.A., I, yes, they they put two teams from almost every sport in L.A. I don't think it can support two teams for every sport. It ju- I just don't see it. Because the second team always gets crapped on. If I'm the owner of the Chargers, I look to go back to San Diego. Mm-hmm. on whatever stadium deal I can get. Yeah. Because playing second fiddle, un- unless you're just going to dominate and they don't, I don't see your upside. Yeah. But build build a smaller stadium, like something like Seattle has or something like, even like M&T Bank. Those aren't big, huge monstrosities. It's not SoFi or Jerry World. Like they're yeah. they're kind of intimate. They fit in the downtown area. San Diego is freaking awesome, by yeah. the way. The weather is perfect. The food is awesome. It's right by the ocean. Like, 
Well, yeah, um, the weather's even better than L.A. Yeah. I mean. You, it's like 75 degrees there all the time. Yeah. The different, I mean, the difference is when you have one of those teams, like in Seattle, going to the game is an experience in itself. Mm-hmm. Not the football game, but being at the stadium, having it be that loud. I'm sure the tailgating is fantastic. Yeah. That is the experience you're selling. The football secondary, right? If you're not one of these powerhouse teams and you're never going to be, that's what you need to sell your team as. Yeah. And then every once every 10 years or so, for, for two to three years in that 10-year window, you got to make a push mm-hmm. to get keep the fan base in it. Yeah. But throughout the wins and the losses, you got to keep that atmosphere. you got to let people bring in cheap snacks and stuff. And yeah. Let them know that they're welcome versus dollar signs to mm-hmm. you. And once you do that, you'll, you'll never have problems filling yeah. your stadium. And build, build a stadium that's nice enough that they have the Super Bowl there every so often. Yeah, I don't know um, if they'll do that outside in a northern stadium, um, though. But they can do it down in San Diego. San Diego, absolutely. Yeah. They, you know, you can have big bowl games there, things like that to, that can be used. Because, I mean, essentially, playing in San Diego is like playing in a dome. Because right. the weather's always perfect. Yeah. Speaking of which, we were going to do football for like 10 minutes. 45 minutes. Wow, there we go. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> an old damn show. But Lamar, get, get an agent. Sign with sign something you can live with. But the, the fans are starting to turn. You can see it on Twitter. You see it on the radio. It's starting not to go your way, my man. And, and just and one more thing about the agent. Yeah. Remember Willis McGahee? Yeah, yeah. And when he broke his leg with Ohio State? Dude, that was gross. And everyone was like, dude, he's done. Yep. And then his agent pretending to take phone calls and stuff. When he, and he ends up as a number one, uh, not number one, but a first-round draft pick. That was Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah. That's what agents do for you, bro. Like, yeah. you know, pay the 3%. He got a running back with one leg drafted in the first round. Yeah. That's an agent. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying go with Joe Schmuck down the road. I'm saying right. get you an agent. <laughs> or, or Florida man. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't get Florida man. This is generational money. And like I said, we're not like, we're, we obviously didn't say go get your max. But. An agent, an agent can advise you on how to be a business as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, not just an NFL quarterback, because they have ties in with other representation for other industries. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that works. And you not being represented by anybody is taking you out of that. Now, apparently, he's trying to start his own entertainment company. And this that. Like, look, man. I get you're trying to take care of everybody, and you're probably trying to employ a whole bunch of people, but you got to take care of you first to get to that level where you are a bit like like Jay Z said, I'm a business man, yeah. not a businessman or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what the quote was. But you got to build yourself into that first, then you can take care of everybody. Everybody gonna be everyone real close to you is gonna be all right based off of that NFL money. Yeah, then you can expand and get all your boys in and whatnot. And take care of them once you're the business. Yeah. And then you bring them in with the entertainment company. Then you bring them in with a real estate company. I mean, that's what LeBron James did, basically. Mm-hmm. What Maverick Carter was his high school basketball teammate. Now he's the head of one of the biggest sports representation agencies on the planet. Because LeBron made his name. Yeah. They own uh, a film production company like i don't know if you ever watched some of these cartoons that came out mm-hmm. and 
on the beginning credits, it says a Braun production. That's LeBron James. Yeah. He's literally making movies. He's making more off the field than he is on it mm-hmm. or off the court or whatever. Magic Johnson's another one. Yeah. Dude owns like 30 movie theaters. Yep. He owns part of the Dodgers for crying out loud. The guy's made more money in business than he ever made on the court. Yep. He's he's being a little short-sighted with this. In my he's, he's playing the short game. Yeah, he's absolutely. Game. And, again, that's what an agent stops you yeah. from doing. So, Lamar, get an agent or at least someone who can advise you on how to be a business, man. <laughs> All right. Um, Ten minutes. What do we want? We want to do Orioles or we want to save the Orioles for another day? I think there's a little bit to kind of get into there. Well, you know more about than me. A little bit. I, I, it's just a matter of like who's coming up with that. I, I don't know the specific names. I'm just saying like there's a parallel to the Astros here that we can get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about uh, what's going on with your truck? Oh yeah, that that fun. Hey. So last episode we we were talking about how like I'm kind of in a Hoovy's garage situation where I buy a clunker that I didn't know was a clunker. At least you didn't buy a. An- an 09 BMW M5. Correct. <laughs> and I didn't buy a Land Rover. There's a reason that M5 cost you eight grand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So I, I, I bought this thing because I thought it would be reliable. I bought it for the engine, of all things, because I thought the engine would be reliable. It's a 6.0 liter V8. Same V8, same Vortec family of V8s GMs put in vehicles for centuries. Or hundreds of years? That's a century. 50, whatever. This is not an intelligence show. Um, so anyway, uh, so the initial quote I got, I think I told you guys last time, 3,500 bucks. I talked to the mechanic, doesn't negotiate prices. Understandable. I get you. Um, but I got, I talked to him on the phone and he said, look, the oil pan gasket is not like, it's not a river because it's just seeping because you don't need to do it right now. Right. It doesn't look like an old radial aircraft engine where. If it's leaking oil, it's got oil in it. That's a good sign, <laughs> right? So he, but he basically said, "Look, I'm going to clean off the oil pan and the gas, like the area around the oil pan. Check your oil once a month. Make sure you got enough oil in it." He goes, "In six months, when you come and get your oil changed, because I usually change it every six months, regardless of how many miles I drive." Mm-hmm. He goes, "I'll check underneath to find out how bad it is." And he goes, "Worst case scenario, we do it then, but at least you." you've spaced your payments out because that was like a 600 something dollar job yeah. right there alone. Then $450 was for the seat switches. And he said, look, he goes, I know, you know, that part is probably 20 or $30 on eBay. And I'm charging you $300 for two switches. And he's like, you should try that one yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Good on you. Yeah. He said, in fact, you probably don't even need the switches. He says, pull off the thing, pull off the plate or the, the side panel, spray them with contact spray. So like it's like an electronic spray. Mm-hmm. Like it's how I fixed the HVAC knobs. Yeah. And they and it worked. He's like, do that. And they'll probably, the, the motor will probably come back on. Um, and he goes, worst case scenario, you pay 40 bucks for two switches. You flip, you swap out the switches and the, the motors, chances are the motors are still good. I was like, okay, so that's going to save me a ton of money there. So now I got the bill down to about twenty four hundred bucks, which is much more palatable for me. Yeah. Um. He said, "Well," and I told him, "I said, look, 
I want to get the misfires on the engine fixed because there's four cylinders misfiring on an eight-cylinder engine. I said, because if the engine shit, I don't want to do the rest of this. Yeah. He goes, well, that makes sense. So they did spark plugs and uh, ignition wires. Um, he took out the spark plugs and he's like, if they're new, I'll just put them back in. He goes, if they're not, we'll swap them out. So they swapped that eight spark plugs. Cause apparently they were like old as shit mm-hmm. and did the wires cause they were in bad shape. Didn't fix the misfire though. Hmm. So then he said, look, I got to charge another 150 bucks to do the smoke test and we'll find out if there's a vacuum leak somewhere or a leak somewhere as far as air goes. So they did. And it looks and it looked to him like the PCV valve was leaking. Mm-hmm. It was a bad PCV valve. So they replaced that and that solved the misfire. Okay. So the engine okay. is now not misfiring. Yeah. Um so now we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do um the brake booster. The high they, they call it hydro boost on yeah. GM vehicles because we need brakes, right? Yeah. Um maybe. Uh Let's see. We're doing that. The oil change, the air filter, the cabin filter. We're going to do... We are going to do... The alternator was bad. So we're going to do that. Let's see. What else is there? The shocks were fine, apparently. Oh, the front and rear pinion seals need to be done. So let's see. We got alternator... Engine's done, uh, front and rear pinion, pinion seals, and and what was the other one? Alternator, right? You said, said, said that. It should be, be a fourth thing besides the engine, air filter, oil filter. I can't remember what it was, though. Um, but th- that's what's being done. Um, and so for $2,500, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep an eye on the oil. We'll see if that's got to get done. And then I already bought some leather dye. So I got two spots in the driver's seat where it's just worn. It's not ripped. It's just worn a little bit, discolored. Yeah. Um, so there's a company that uh, that does, uh, they get your original color codes off your VIN. So they did that. They sent me both colors. The dark color will be for the seat, but I got the lighter color, and I'm going to use it on the steering wheel. Because mm-hmm. the steering wheel's got some rubbing. Yeah. It's just got, I mean, it's 19 years old. It's got some wear on it. So I'm going to re-dye the steering wheel, which for what I'm going to use this for, it's fine. Right. Um, so I'm going to do that myself. I'm going to do the, um, let's see, headlight bulb replacement for brighter headlights. Um, oh, the upper control arm was the other thing he's fixing. Okay. Because that's what the popping was when I was yeah. turning at low speeds. Um, so, uh, and I, yeah, so I'm doing headlights, st- uh, the power seat switches, um, and then the front seat and the uh, steering wheel die. The rest of it, like the rear license plate fastener, I can go get that too. Um, other stuff I'm going to kind of put... To the side. Mm-hmm. So I still want to do the head unit. I think I'm just going to buy it through Crutchfield. I think I'm going to pay for the uh, the pre-wiring of all the bits and pieces mm-hmm. um, just to save me the time. Yeah, that's, you're just plugging it in. 
Yeah, and that way I don't have to do the so- like I don't have to do the soldering. I don't yeah. have to, uh, the shrink things with the solder in there already. I, I just don't have to do any of that. I don't want I don't want to bother with it. Um, I could probably get a head unit for like five six hundred bucks. I could probably go cheaper than that if I wanted to. Um, but I read reviews and I get sucked into it, and I read one guy's bad review, and I'm like, oh oh. You know, it's funny when I when I look at used cars. If I see an aftermarket head unit, I'm almost immediately turned off. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this guy already did it. Let me I, get in there. I look at it and I'm like, that that doesn't look right. You know, he probably has some ridiculous, stupid subwoofers in the back of this thing. Yeah. He probably has Dynamat all over the place. Like, <laughs> nope. Like, if I see him, I'm like, yeah. To me, to me, it's job done. Great. I don't have to do this. Unless it's singled in. I'm like, then what the hell did you do? Yeah. But, but my thing is, like, I'm good with, because I, I don't really, li- I don't listen to a whole lot of music. All my nav, I even in my car that has in-dash nav, I just use my phone Yeah. anyway. Um, I have a little cup holder thing that holds the phone. For Bluetooth is nice, but if the car didn't have it, I can go buy one of those Bluetooth speakers that clips to the... <laughs> To the thing, I, I I don't listen to a whole lot of music. I listen to podcasts, so I don't need, like, bass and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, 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 know. I put some music on. I yeah. listen to it. So I, I like it. Um, I might eventually replace the speakers in the thing. Like, it, if this thing turns out to be, you know, trusty more than rusty, mm-hmm. I'll probably end up doing some projects. Yeah. And I'll try and do it myself just because I can. Yeah. If I, especially, you know, as, as my yeah. – uh, my commitments elsewhere go down. Yeah. Maybe I'll have some time to do, do work on this thing. Um, I might even, I might swap out the rear bench, the middle row bench for captain's chairs. Cause mm-hmm. that's an easy bolt in bolt out thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just time and the seats are kind of heavy, kind of pain to move. Um, the hood has one of those cowl hoods on it, Yeah, but it served no purpose whatsoever. Apparently those cowl hoods are not cheap. So I could probably swap one with somebody that has the same color hood that mm-hmm. I need and probably get out of that even. Yeah. Like go, like go meet with the guy and he helps me take mine off. I tell, help him take his off and you help each other put them and down. we help him put them on. Cause it's a two person job, yeah. but it's four bolts. Yeah. That's it. Um, the sunroof shade. So the sunroof shade liner, the carpet liner on the, on the sunroof shade is, pretty much not attached it, it, it sags a little bit but the weird thing is it only sags when it's cold because hmm. that's when it contracts right so then you get the sagging and then when it's hot and when it's warmer out you wouldn't even know it's there like you wouldn't even know it's sagging because it pulls tight hmm. again now there's a video i found on youtube of a guy that did it it's four screws to pop out the sunroof and then you just slide the thing out and then you take off the you take off the the liner spray it with the spray adhesive yeah. and you wrap it with new liner mm-hmm. it's it it probably takes 40 to 50 minutes and it, maybe a little bit longer because you gotta wait for the glue to dry but it's a real easy job yeah i think it's like four screws maybe a fifth and that's it mm-hmm. so i might eventually down the road i might do it but over the summertime i'm probably not going to notice it yeah i'm probably just gonna forget it <laughs> or just slide that thing back and leave the sunroof open in the winter time so the weird thing is like the, the noise inside is a lot different like when it's inside, when you close it, it's almost coughing quiet. When you open it, you hear everything. It's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, that's something that wouldn't bother me that much. It's my. You're, sound, you're sounding pretty bougie right I now. I am, man. This is my luxury car. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> the other weird thing is, um, so other things I want to do. Um, what was it? I can't remember. Oh, the driver's seat stitching. There's like probably two inches of stitching that's off. Like it just pulled out. Mm-hmm. I think if I can get a heavy duty sewing needle, I can just sew it back myself. I know how to sew, but you need you need a fairly decent sturdy needle. The to holes get should still be there though. I think they are, but yeah. So maybe I wouldn't. But I mean, get you should the, probably get use the, one of those um, like a J hook type needle. Yes, that's that's round and yeah, kind yeah. of go in, and so you can go in and come up. Yep. Um, but I can I think I, I can do that myself. Get some yeah. heavy duty thread. I mean, two inches of of I know how like I said I know how to sew. So that, yeah, just doing it on a seat instead of a pair of pants or something. So mm. so I'll do that probably myself. Um, if I eventually want to replace the headlights, to it's I've watched like three YouTube videos. It's super easy to do. I'm like paying anyone to do that. Yeah. Um, Just make sure it all looks the same. Because you see a lot of guys with those trucks, Tahoes, Yukons, they'll put like this, cheap, this stupid aftermarket LED tail lamps in. It just looks bad. So this one has those. Yeah. And it does look bad. Yeah. I agree. I, I almost want to go back to stock. Yeah. Like, see, I I'm a real purist. I like yeah. things. So if I, were to, if I were into, if I had like a project car, say it was a classic car, I wouldn't do like a resto mod. If I was into racing, I might build a race car. Yeah. But then we're talking roll cage, tubbed out, like everything. Like this car's not daily driven. Like it almost has to be trailered to the track. Is how. Yeah. But other than that, I I would be trying to go to as close to all original as I could, because I just think that's cooler. Like I I don't. Some of the mods that people do, like because I was in the Camaros, so like people would replace the um, tail lamps. But they would go back, and they did it with Mustangs too, like Mustang GTs. They'd pull. Remember, like it was like the almost like the checkerboard look, like it looked like it was behind a fence. Yeah, yeah. And the tail end of the GTs, they pull those off, and they'd put Mustang LX tail. It was a cleaner look. I like things that are clean. Me too. So I think that's where my aversion to the head unit comes from. I want the interior to look clean. Yeah. And a lot of those things, like even if it's a double din head unit. It just doesn't look right. So here's the thing: those Denali's and the Escalades, they had, uh, they they had. It was, I don't think they were touchscreen back then, but they did have the full screen. Yeah. So it, it'll look closer to stock. So than I used to think. have an 04, no, it was an 05 um, Envoy, mm-hmm. and it had uh, in dash nav. Yeah. So I mean, they make them with the screen. Yeah. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be too out of place for yeah. it. Um, but there's, it's funny you mentioned this going back to stock because there's a guy on YouTube called, uh, his channel is LSX Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got, I believe an O four Tahoe and he's probably, he probably spent three years modifying it, put, es- put some Escalade parts on it, put some bigger wheels on it, changed out the shocks for stiffer shocks on it. Uh, changed the hood to what they call the HD hood style from like a Sierra on it, changed the bumper, the headlight, changed a whole bunch of stuff for the looks. He just did a video three months ago and said, I'm putting it all back to stock. Mm -hmm. 
And he said, because after all these modifications, it didn't ride and feel the way that I wanted it to, or the, the, it didn't, it didn't drive like the car that I wanted to buy in the first place. I bought it. He's like, I bought this for a particular reason. I wanted something that could just glide and take miles Mm -hmm. and be very comfortable. Yeah. And he said, with the shocks, the tires, the wheels, uh, it just didn't, like, he did not like driving it anymore. Yeah. And so he said, and I really don't like the way the looks have come out. Because, like, he changed the, the color match bumper. Because he had a Z71. So he took, he changed, it, which is almost, it almost looks like a Denali a little bit, with the exception of some of the cycladic. Mm-hmm. But, like, he put, like, the, the circular tube side steps on which don't look great to me, versus the running boards. Mm-hmm. He um, changed the color match bumper to a black bumper to make it look make more rugged. He did LED headlights and taillights, and it just it looked different. It, and, and he's like, it just doesn't ride very well. Yeah. So I think it depends on who's buying and modifying it. Like he probably he was making content with it, so he just kept modifying, modifying, modifying. For me, I'm trying to go back to as stock as possible, with the exception of the head unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I may go up a little bit in wheels, just because I think, or, or no, maybe not wheels. Um, I gotta I gotta think about that because I think it's 17 inch wheels. But if they're 18s, I'll probably keep them the way they are. Because mm-hmm. you can get, like, the nice thick sidewalls, and that's part of what makes it ride so smooth. Yeah. When you put those rubber band tires on it, yeah. it kills the ride. That's like, you see these people with the Escalades that have 24-inch rims on it with rubber band tires, and they ride like shit. So you took a vehicle that's built for a nice, comfortable ride, and you completely sabotage it for nothing more than aesthetics. Yeah. Um, again, it's the same with the, with the, uh, the, the dudes that were into the tuner cars. So they would take off the stock rims, which a lot of times were steel. And if you look at the dudes that are really racing, they're running with steel rims. Um, and they would put on these big chrome rims. Or, and then, so you're increasing the weight uh, with all this rotational mass. They, they, they would, these are the same guys that would swap out body, body panels for carbon fiber body panels to make the car lighter. And then put 300 pounds of subwoofers and boxes and amps in the trunk. Right. So what are you, what are you doing here? Like, be consistent. Um, where the true, like, race car, tuner car was, you know, carbon fiber, steel rims, interior gutted, like nothing in it to reduce weight, no sound system at all. Yeah. Um, but there's people that are there for show and people that are there for go. Yeah. So, uh, the one mod I would do that would not be stock. It is a little tall to get into at the at the ride height, at the stock ride height. Now, most people, they're dropping it three inches in the front, four inches in the rear, because there is a two-inch offset front and rear. Mm-hmm. So they get it. They don't go flat, but they go just a, a less of a, a, a pitch. So I'm thinking, I don't want it to go low. I don't want to be down that low. Yeah. But I do want it lowered. So I'm thinking I might go down two inches in the front, three inches in the back. So there is just the one inch offset versus the two inch. Um, or 
I might do a two and two and keep the off offset the same. Um, get it a little bit easier to get into. Um, but then again, I might not. Yeah. Because if I do that, I got to replace the springs and the shocks, and I don't want to change the ride. Like I, I want it to stay soft. I want it to stay smooth. Yeah, you want to kill miles at. Yeah. So. so I'd have to I'd have to find out if I can get shocks that'll keep the ride smooth. Right. Because like one of these guys, they they replaced the the stock shocks with um, Bilstein's. Mm-hmm. Um, they were considerably narrower. Like the other ones just look big. Like, like the the diameter on them was like a good third bigger. Like it just looked like it could it could take more punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're expensive shocks, so I'd have to I have to figure it out, or I'll just leave it as is and until the shocks need replacing, and then think about doing it. Yeah, because at that point, there's no added cost other than replace the springs, um, and you might not even have to. I, I really don't know how that works, but. Yeah, I don't that, know anything about it. That'd be the last thing I would do, though. Um, I don't know. I, I I I haven't driven it in like two two and a half weeks, so I would like to. I, I got to remember what it's like to be in there. Um, and also, it, I I want to see how it feels when I'm driving at a lower position in the seat, because right now it's stuck at the highest position. Mm-hmm. So um, after I get the seat fixed and lower, I can get myself in my driving position. I'll know how how I feel about it better. Right. Um, trying to think, we forget we forgot we didn't even talk about the whiskey. No, we did not. We're, let's let's let them know what we're, what we're drinking. Real yeah. Quick. So this this is called Fistful of Bourbon, and again, it falls into that neat uh, sub thirty dollar range. But it's let's see, um, it's actually. Blends five straight bourbon whiskeys. So, um, let's see what it says here. But, uh, I'm trying to see where it's made. We've been drinking it throughout the show. Yeah, I like it. Uh, do you? Yeah, I'm drinking it neat, too. Yeah. The, um, for me, compared to the other ones we've had, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't choose this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Taste-wise, it, it's... I don't know. I don't know if it's less smooth or what. Um, something about the taste of it, just not. So maybe this. Will, so it says the uh, balance is sweet, and then green leafy floral. This is all sounding like real hipsterish. Um, <laughs> the bottle tips. Soft too. spices, hints of nutmeg, buttery toffee, and cinnamon licorice. I can get. I can get the like. It's got a little bit of the bite of the cinnamon. Like yeah. a little bit of spice. It does have the spiciness to it. Yeah, but th- it's it's. You know, forty five. It's ninety proof. Yeah. Um, with tax, it was twenty six bucks. So you're not breaking the bank on it. If you, and that's why I like these. Because if you don't like it, yeah, you just put it on your shelf. Right. Hey, you want a bourbon? Hey, try this one out. I forgot you know, the one we tried last. The the last the one week. we tried last week was called Larceny. That was about the same price though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was thirty one, maybe thirty. It was. It's still in that. Like I said, it's. I like that thirty dollar price range because. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're not breaking the bank. Um, and the thing yeah. is, it's if I spend forty five, fifty dollars on a on a bottle of bourbon, it better be good, right? And you know, chances are it's going to have a name that someone like oh Woodford Reserve or Angels Envy or Basil Hayden, whatever it is. Like they're going to recognize the name. 
so it makes you look weak. But I think it's cooler to find good stuff at this lower price range. I agree. Um, I'm just saying for the for the same price that the stuff we drank last week, I would drink the stuff we had last week. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. Well, and I drank that whole bottle, so it's gone. It's so gone. It's, yeah, yeah. God. Damn. <laughs> um, I mean, that shows how good it is, though. Yeah. You know, and I so I drank the whole bottle, and I drank the whole bottle neat. That's see, so, that's a, I mean, and for thirty one bucks, that's that's tough to beat. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can, a, a fairly new whiskey drinker can drink it neat. Now I couldn't drink it neat, but that I'm different. Um, you might just not like it neat. I, I think now really Elijah can. Craig, I don't drink that neat. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I started making these big ice cubes, not the like purpose made like spheres. Yeah, I you know those little paper cups that like you take a pill with. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those. I just fill it with water and freeze it. So it makes like one big ice cube. Yeah. I just drop it in the glass, you know, pour a couple fingers of bourbon over it, and then the ice lasts longer. It has less surface area, so it doesn't melt as fast. Um, yeah. But that's how I have the Elijah Craig. I don't I don't like drinking that neat. But this, this is neat. It's fine. You know, just fine. Yeah. I I think for, for me, I'm going to be on the rocks for a while. Because I tried, I tried a whiskey neat one time, or a couple times at that hipster whiskey bar mm-hmm. in Annapolis that I talked about. And for me, the acid reflux was worse um, afterwards. Yeah. Um, whereas when I drink it on ice or with ice, I don't get that. I, and I haven't gotten it with anything we've drank when I've had when I've had it with ice. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think for a while, I think I'm going to be a a guy that drinks his with ice, but, um, but again, uh, thank you to cheers and spirits in the Arnold station Plaza. Um, this, this won't be a pass for me. Yeah. But the last, like, and, and that's just cause I, 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 if I'm comparing for this in the same price point, kind of given a, uh, a th- what a, a, not the greater than less than like drink or pass. Mm-hmm. I drink the other one over this one. Yeah. Um, I, it doesn't taste bad though. I'm not saying like, Hey, like don't go get it. Right. Because I think for some people they'll make prefer this one cause it is spicier. Yeah. And some people might like spicier. I'm not, I like more mellow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the larceny was, was good. What was the one that I bought that I brought over? Redemption. That was a little, just too weak for me. Yeah, but that tasted good. Yeah, so I, that one was. I was when I put when I had that on the rocks. Yeah. Um, no, I would have drank it. I would have had it with whiskey stones to cool it off. But as far as doing it with ice, where the ice melts into it, it just watered it down too much. There wasn't enough there to water it down. Yeah, I, I think that was a lower proof one too. I think that was like an eighty-five versus yeah. this in the nineties. But that I remember really liking that one. And that was in that still that thirty dollar range yeah. too. Um, yeah, that I so I guess if I was choosing, I would have chose that one over the the last two we've had. Mm-hmm. But and I would choose the last one over this one, just because I'm not a spicy guy. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a cinnamon guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what that is. Oh, cinnamon is my jam. If yeah. I buy gum, it's cinnamon, uh, toothpaste, cinnamon, mouthwash, cinnamon. Yeah, like I I love cinnamon and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. I don't. I, I don't want people to think that this is not a good bourbon, though. Right. For my taste buds, I would prefer something more mellow. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're you're a cinnamon guy, this is probably more your jam. Yeah. And and that's what that is. And that's another thing I'm learning. 
like yes, I'm I, I like when I listen and, and and read about bourbon and whiskey, I'm definitely realizing that it's a matter of taste buds, and just like with anything else, right? So, just because I'm saying I wouldn't choose this one over another one, doesn't mean that someone else shouldn't. Someone else should choose. If this is in your wheelhouse for your your tongue, yeah, go for this one. This is not a bad bourbon mm-hmm. at all. I'm not saying that. Um, so I don't want I don't want the people at fistful of bourbon because yeah, you gotta give props for the name. Yeah, yeah, it is a hipster label though. Oh yeah, I mean some dudes with a beard. Yeah, like a, like a, a three foot uh, or one full foot beard mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah, is allowed to brew this whiskey. Yeah, um, or some some chick that has like you know there's like Mexican like narco tattoos where it's like the mm-hmm. skulls and the roses and stuff. Like she's she wearing, has one of those. She's wearing overalls. Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. She looks like got the farm girl look going yeah. with the tattoos, right? Yeah, and and you know both the guy and the girl probably have. The the big square rims mm-hmm. with false oh, the, lenses. The Warby Parkers. Yeah, yeah, with the false lenses, though. Yeah. No real lenses in there. They were in contact. They got 2020 vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's who's probably brewing or, or, or concocting this bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're looking down on that, but you know, that's just our opinion. Um, if you're in the area, go to Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. Get yourself uh, some of this fistful of bourbon if you like that cinnamon flavor. Or get the redemption if you like a little bit something more mellow. Um, I'm still I, I am going over there to get the McAllen tenure because I want you to try that. Yeah, um, that was one of the best ones I've had, mm-hmm. and I and I did ha- I drank it neat and I drank it at that hipster bourbon bar. Yeah, so I'm gonna I, I'm I, I've had a sick kid home with me this week, uh, so I haven't been able to you know Defense. they probably, they frown upon it if you take a child. Leave the kid in the car. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's attached to my hip. So, yeah. but yeah, she, uh, I think they frown upon it if you take the child in there and start, you know, giving them samples you know, of the whiskey. So maybe it'll be I'm, good for the cold though. I'm going to go, I'm going to go solo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one day. And I'm going to go pick up that, that McCallum tenure. I want to try that out. I want to see what the actual price on a bottle is, to be honest with you. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, you so might I, get there and be like, whoa, never mind. Yeah, this <laughs> might be, that might be a $50 bottle, and I might be, ooh, that's not going to happen. We'll wait for Christmas. <laughs> right, right. I, I'll have my wife go buy it for yeah. me, just like the Basil Hayden. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it for me, but I'll take it as a gift. Yeah. Um, but episode's a little long. Sorry for keeping you guys so long. We appreciate you coming by. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Please do, if you're on Rumble or YouTube, please do hit that uh, subscribe button or the like button. If you're on the uh podcast platforms please that please hit the follow so you get notified when we when we uh put out a new episode but like always uh new episodes are always uh tuesdays generally at 7 a.m some of some of the platforms pick it up a little bit later on eight uh and hopefully even if you're not subscribed you come and find us anyway thanks for listening we'll see you next time <laughs>